All right, all right, all right. We're back. God dang it, we're back, and we're here to talk some more comic book news. Welcome back. Inspired Creations HOM brings to you another episode of Comic Complex. I, of course, am your host. I am the most influential speaker from the House of M here to talk some more comic books, and they may not be the ones you want to talk about. They're the ones that I want to talk about because this is my show, and they're the comic books that I'm reading. So, before we get started, you have things to look forward to, such as DC Rebirth. We're going to be talking about Justice League, Superman, and The Flash. We're also going to be talking about Image, Comic Books, Shirtless, Bear Fighter, and making its return to the comic complex throne, Thor, God of Thunder. Let's get right into it, folks. <laughs> First book I want to talk about is Justice League, specifically issue number 27, Legacy. Now, this thing is better than I thought it was going to be. The Justice League book, I am still buying. It's Justice League of America that I have dropped uh, a few weeks ago. So Justice League is having a storyline called Legacy. And out of nowhere come the Justice League's offspring. This is probably set, or the offspring are coming but coming from maybe at least 20 plus years from the future. And this issue deals with their arrival, uh, or I should say after the arrival, because they made their arrival in the prior issue. And the Justice League are pretty much meeting their their children. Now they're all not all, all they're not all represented. So the Green Green Lantern um, is not represented. Uh, the guy one, I can't remember his name, Baez, Baez, I think. Yeah, so just give me hell, Jordan, okay, for, for crying out loud. Okay, anyway, um, but they're all represented for the most part here. Um, and it's interesting to see how they're interacting with their parents. Um, a couple call-outs is Mara's daughter, Mara and Aquaman's daughter. And Mara totally loves her. Well, why wouldn't, right? It's, it's her own child. But... Um, her daughter is like just like a combination of Mera and Aquaman. She's representing uh, her the current throne in Atlantis, and uh, she's just coming off as a very powerful warrior, but one that is able to represent all of Atlantis, and she is the current holder of the throne in the future. Um, also notable is Wonder Woman's uh, son, and he has a grudge against her from the get-go. Um, pretty much admitting that Wonder Woman did not stay with him because he was a boy. So Wonder Woman was expecting a girl and she got a boy and uh, because of that just kind of let him be. And he was raised by uh, Superman. Um, so they're they're kind of they kind of have uh, stuff going on together, but he is totally anti Wonder Woman. How can anyone? be anti-Wonder Woman. Well, I guess the son that she never wanted is anti-Wonder Woman. And you see the current, present-day Wonder Woman, she's very taken back by this too. She's sad and everything, so um, that's going to continue to develop as we go into the storyline as well. But very interesting. Um, the cool, One of the coolest part is um, the team, or the, the, uh, the, the kids of the Justice League, they are popping open the issue again here. Um, there's a moment where they're all by themselves and they're pretty much saying that the Justice League, the present day Justice League, cannot know why they're really here. So right there, that one panel pretty much sums up that they have a hidden agenda and they're not um, letting the Justice League know. And my only question about that was, why didn't Superman hear that comment? But I guess Superman's got to hone in on his hearing, right? He can't just hear everything all at once, which makes sense. But I was like, oh, man, you guys better be quiet. Superman can hear flipping everything, right? Uh, story ends with uh, a sequence back at the Batcave. Batman, of course, is not represented by the children because Batman don't have kids. Come on. And he's uh, he's running analysis on uh, the incidents that happened in the prior issue. And out of nowhere... 
Um, and this is the coolest part. So out of nowhere, the Bat computer is talking to him, and he's offering to play a game. And Batman's like, "No, run the run the frequency analysis, right? I I, I need to see what kind of conclusions we can come up with, and anything like that." So <clears throat> um, as he's getting his information, um, they find out that the the analysis that he's running is actually the Kindred signals, and the Kindred again from a prior storyline of Justice League. Um, there's an echo of it, so there's a tra- there's a it, it, it relates to that, and he, he's got to get the information back to the Watchtower, to Cyborg, and they can run analysis further and let them know. But as he transfers that information, uh, that there be the signal's being jammed and jammed, and the computer, the back computer goes, "Would you like to play a game, perhaps with Aquaman?" And Batman, cool, cool little panel, but Batman turns around and he's like, "Aquaman," his face looks looks awesome. And two gas bombs come in. And out of nowhere, you see a shadow just kind of kick Batman right into the pane of glass, cracking everything there. And again, out of nowhere, a metal nub uh, with some kind of pointed end totally, totally strikes Batman in the front face, right on the nose, it looks like. And then a gut punch comes to Batman with another hand, and that looks like it's metal as well. And as Batman's falling, he gets one more kick right to the chops. And the last page is phenomenal. I'm not going to ruin it for you. But um, the ominous figure standing right over Batman. And uh, you got to read it and look at that panel. If you follow my Instagram page um, at IceboxCast, you'll see this picture. um, You'll see this panel pictured there. Um, But... That's the cliffhanger, and Batman is taken out while the Watchtower just has the Justice League meeting their offspring. Justice League issue 27. Go check it out. Very, very cool issue. Uh, moving forward, I want to briefly talk about The Flash issue 29. This, of course, is continuing the negative Flash storyline, and uh, The Flash is still... Coming to grips with his newfound powers from the negative speed force. Um, the covers are, well, not they're not all, not all of them, but the ones I picked anyway are phenomenally done. And I just love the colors and the covers uh, on this title. Um, so you, you start off and it's kind of cool. So f- the Flash is very reluctant to use his speed force powers, specifically his negative speed force powers, because things... <laughs> pardon the pun, negative things are happening every time he uses them. Whether it be destruction, whether it be an Air Force wave of like force knocking over buildings and all this stuff, he's just really reluctant to do it. Another uh, drawback is that his negative speed force probably could have figured this out. So hang on, let me back up one step. So his, his one of the uh, cool things about his speed force power, his regular speed force power, is that he can heal uh, pretty quickly. Well, the negative speed force negates that, and he can't heal. So this is almost a, I don't know how many people saw it, but there's a movie called uh, Daredevil with Ben Affleck. And in the beginning, they show him like kind of, they show all of his wounds that he has, and he's all messed up, scarred up, and he, you know, icing himself down and such. Well, that's pretty much what the Flash is doing. He's taking a big old uh, bath. Um, with ice cubes just numbing everything, and he's like asking, you know, "How's Batman do it?" Says, All right, that's right. He's got a butler to take care of him, but the Flash is really uh, slowly healing. He's really battered from the last uh, fight he had with Shrapnel, and uh, they kind of go back to that fight as well and they show uh, Shrapnel pretty much laying out the the Flash because the Flash is reluctant to use his, his his powers again because it could hurt him, and he his negative speed force had uh, a negative <laughs> effect. Um, because it killed the biker gang as well. <clears throat> not not by himself. I mean, the Shrapnel had a part of it to do with the two, but uh, Shrapnel was playing on that with him as well, saying that he was pretty much an accomplice to helping kill those guys. So, um, again, more of uh, Barry Allen kind of getting used to it. They show him doing some of his uh, detective work or his forensic work and uh, in the lab. And he's reading all these files and, again, not using his powers because... His speed force could ruin the files that he has in his hand, so he's being more like a normal person, trying to figure out what the heck is going on in this in this city and who the boss is that they're all working for. And he's in a lab, and he goes back to check, and everyone's laid out. They're like murdered, and he's trying to get them out because a fire started to happen, and 
The Flash, who is still literally recovering from his battle with Shrapnel, drops unconscious. And that's where they leave off on the title. So we don't know what the heck's going to happen. He tried to do his best. He's not using his powers. Barry Allen could very well die in the next issue. So you probably better need to pick up issue 30. And that's a good place to uh, end this series. You know, issue 30. So Flash number 30 could literally be the last episode. Last issue with the Flash in it. So I've been telling you this whole time. You go out there and read the Flash. Because for all we know, Barry Allen dies in the next issue. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Anyway, moving on. Last title we're going to talk about is Superman. This, um, oh, I, w- I was waiting for this issue. I, I mean, I don't know how long I was waiting, but I was waiting for it nonetheless because the last two issues of Superman were his history lessons. Hey, I'll take them. This one finally extrapolates and moves on. And it starts with uh, a child. And the child finds this little demon kind of looking thing, and the de- and the one of the so so when he finds the demon, this demon looking thing is a small, uh, little ugly thing, and they cut away and they they you you see words and he's the kid screaming, so they move on in the in the metropolis. I guess uh, there's a rash of kids being uh, taken or missing. I should say every night one one becomes missing. And they show Superman trying to find out what's going on. He says he's looking everywhere. He can't find them. And the parents are all distraught. And he can't find them. And he doesn't want to tell them the bad news. So he continues to search. Anyway, Superman gets lucky. And he finds the kid. And because the kid was actually... Uh, um, the kid who saw the little demon thing. Uh, is You can easily tell he's been possessed. <clears throat> and this little kid is now taken over and he's trying to take another kid as well as that's when Superman finds him he says oh my god you're the original kid who's been missing so he says I'm trying to get you uh, out of here and the little demon boy lets out his demon powers and he fights Superman and Superman's realizing okay you're not you're not who you are what's going on and all the other little kids are starting to come up and uh, they're taunting Superman and uh, the first words are fear and Superman, they're saying, you're afraid. You're afraid for Jonathan, his, you know, Superman's son. You're afraid that you can't save all the children. You're afraid. Fear, fear this, fear that. It becomes quite apparent who Superman is looking for. He's looking for Sinestro. So he gets away. He starts looking for Sinestro. And lo and behold, it is not Sinestro he is, end- he is ending up looking for. No. The demon boy finds him again, and the demon is none other than Parallax. Oh my god, I almost lost it. For any DC buffs out there, you know who Parallax is, and you know what Parallax has done. Right away, he says, I'm looking, I've been looking for Superman, I've been looking for you. If he is looking for Superman, you know that can't not be good. And right there, I'm like, I'm all in. What the heck? I don't want Superman being possessed by Parallax. You saw what could happen with Hal, right? So they go at it again. And it was ugly. Parallax dove into Superman's throat. And there's a good panel that accurately and terrifyingly depicts this situation and uh, i'm like oh my god no don't do it and he's proceeding and i'm like oh fudge we just lost superman he's becoming parallax but like i say on our youtube show revelations and when i've talked about it on this show comic complex this is our superman superman is back they show superman rip parallax out from his mouth and says, I am not afraid. And he shoots out Parallax. And they go at it again. I was like, oh, there you go, Superman. Knock this guy out. Knock this thing out. Knock this demon thing out. But the kids are still in jeopardy. Superman, after they go at it a few more times, realizing that the kids are the ones getting hurt and potentially Jonathan, makes the deal. And I don't know about this deal. But he made it. He's the man of steel. Take me, he says. Let them go. Parallax agrees. Son of a gun, Parallax dives back in 
to Superman's throat. Yeah, throat. And you have a first appearance of a Superman parallax. Terrifyingly scary for comic book readers. It was for me anyway. And I'm not even going to tell you what happens in the last panel. You have got to pick up Superman issue 29. Read it. Love it. Fear it. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. Trust me. Cannot go wrong with that. All right. Uh, last ones I'm going to discuss is uh, where Shirtless Bear Fighter uh, has left off from Image Comic Books. Issues 2 and 3 have come out. I have picked them up. I've read them both. And again, uh, I have just great things to say about this uh, title. It's funny. It is... You know how Squirrel Girl... Um, I don't want to say tries to be funny because it is. It, 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 so it's wrong verbiage. You know, so the mentality of Squirrel Girl, right? Squirrel Girl, right? Um, there's tons of hidden jokes in there. It's written wonderfully uh, from the issues that I read because uh, I did stop uh, buying that series. But um, it's it's a sophisticated humor. It's it's humor. It's a humor humorous book, right? Um, enjoyable. You got to read panel to panel, page to page, and you'll see a, just a ton of stuff that makes that book hilarious. Shirtless Bear Fighter is in that same realm of humorous, of, or a humor, I should say, um, but not nearly as much reading because <laughs> it is Shirtless Bear Fighter versus, you know, Squirrel Girl. But um, it's a funny book. And again, it just does not take itself seriously at all. It makes me laugh, literally, when I'm reading this thing. Um, so we last left Shirtless uh, Bear Fighter, which that's his first name, by the way. They all call him Shirtless. Um last left him were fighting the grizzly bears that came out of nowhere and there's like multiple ones right and they fight and they they, <laughs> they uh he, there was a good fight they go back and forth um i guess the air force were dropping bombs though in the city to kind of take care of the grizzly bear problem and they dropped two bombs right and shirtless he jumps up grabs the two missiles squeezes them in his hands so he's got one in each hand throws them at the bears and throws the bear and they all explode <laughs> like i don't know it seems like miles but you know it's just obviously you know he throws them blocks away or whatever and they just explode it's just you know it takes care of that problem it's stupid guys it's a, it's a funny stupid book though um they go on and they finds this uh villain who he, he suspects uh who has taken over the bears because uh, they realize that the bears are taken over by someone uh someone's controlling them and his guest was this pig man kind of guy and I don't like the pig man kind of guy because he's got multiple teats um, and he's just ugly and he's, his power to control people are with his special bacon that he has. It's stupid. So he say, no, no one can, uh, can resist my bacon. <laughs> God, that just sounds funny saying it out loud. And uh, he, gets, he gets a piece to shirtless and I'm like, what are you doing shirtless? Why would you take his bacon? And he eats the bacon, and he's like, ah, not even you can resist the southern thrall of my bacon. And he eats it, and Shirtless Bear Fighter is now under control of this pig guy. It's dumb. And I'm not going to tell you how he gets out of the spell, but he does get out of the spell. Cleans the pig man's clock and goes out, and they, they, uh, he resolves the issue in there, and he goes up and goes into the next issue and this one was kind of cool because this issue reveals a very important uh weakness to shirtless bear fighter and i'll get into that in a second um so shirtless bear fighter confronts his uh brother and that's the big mystery black bear that has an eye patch like nick fury from marvel comics uh he's bigger than shirtless and again they go at it um you discover that the guy who was helping shirtless who actually um what do you call it uh recruited shirtless bear fighter to help him with this problem is actually working with the organization that shirtless is trying to overcome traitor right so um they capture him and you see shirtless bear fighter in a chair he's tied up with the uh, the main villain's uh, product that he manufactures, and it's it's toilet paper from the trees from the forest that are all being cut down, which is why Shirtless is trying to stop these guys. He's trying to stop the deforestation. 
Shirtless is tied up in a chair with toilet paper, people. Toilet paper. And he's rescued by the girl. And she's like, shirtless, this is toilet paper. What the, what the heck? You can't break out of this. What's wrong? Well, shirtless reveals that also while he was in that chair, and this is a detail I purposely omitted because you'll get it as soon as I say it, but he was tied in the chair, tied up with uh, toilet paper. He had a shirt on. So shirt, shirtless bear fighters, biggest weakness that we've that's been revealed so far it's only three issues it's a five issue series is putting a shirt on once a shirt is on guy is worthless as fudge on a i don't know fudge on a what a stupid analogy i'm trying to make right now okay so shirtless when shirtless bear fighter has a shirt on he's as worthless as a scissors cutting a rock that was dumb and i hope my editor edits that comment out but i doubt he will because the editor is me all right so that was just beyond dumb and not my and well my my analogy was but just see him in the chair shirt on tied up with toilet paper and they eventually bust him out and he they she rips his shirt, she rips his shirt off and he goes one on one with these guys again and uh issue kind of concludes with there with that but at the end shirtless bear fighter meets someone who's arguably going to help him and it's a bear it's his father Next issue teases a image of uh, shirtless standing with his father bear, um, like in a pose. They're about to get it on, not with each other, but with whoever's going to face them. Looks like they're going to tag team up. So that's what I've been reading. I, I uh, again, I want to hear what you've been reading in the comments. And I, I'll, I'll tell you this right now: no one has let me know what they're reading because I've received no comments whatsoever. But I still want to know. That's what I've been reading. Let me know what you are, and we will discuss what's coming out next this week in just a second. Alright, new comic books coming out this week. So this will be the week of, they come out, what is it, September 13th, Wednesday. New comic book Wednesday, as my one of my favorite cousins always says, it's like a Christmas every single Wednesday, and I couldn't agree more. Um, let's get into it. Let's see, what the new, let's see what's coming out this week and see, hopefully, you can find something that you're interested in. Because like I said this before, I'll say it again. There is something for you. I swear to God, you just haven't seen it yet. Because you're maybe a little nervous to go into comic shop. Huh? Why are you so nervous? Do you like reading? Good. There is something in there. You don't know what to read? Ask the person who works there. You'll have some shops that have phenomenal workers there. And they just love to help you out. And they will find the right thing for you to read. Until you get the cojones to go to your local comic shop and talk to these people, listen to the show, see what I discuss, and maybe you'll get a good taste of what you may want to read. And maybe you'll be enticed by one of these offerings from DC Comics, Action Comics at 987 with a lenticular edition cover, a storyline called The Oz Effect. Writer Dan Jurgens, artist Victor Bagnovich, Bagnovich, cover artist uh, Nick Bradshaw. The Oz Effect, Part 1. The agents of the mysterious Mr. Oz begin to move as the Man of Steel works to stop the chaos they unleash in Metropolis and across the globe. But when Mr. Oz steps from the shadows, his identity rocks the last son of Krypton to his core. The story that began in DC Universe, Rebirth number one, begins to end here. Oz, the Oz effect. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. That is yours to read uh, for, oh my God, they don't have the price on this thing anymore. 
Well, so much for that. It's probably two ninety nine, unless you get the lenticular cover. That's probably an extra buck or two, to be perfectly honest. So that's out this week. I'm telling you right now, you must get that. Must. Oz. Oz effect. Come on. I know you know what this means. All right, moving on. Dark Knight's Metal, number two of six. So uh, they had a special release for Dark Knight's Metal, number one, and I went to that, got the Midnight Special cover. This continues the story with uh, Metal, number two, uh, written by Scott Snyder, artist Greg Capello, cover artist Greg Capello, Superman, and Wonder Woman Hunt for a Missing Ally. I wonder who that is. If you've read Metal, number one, you probably have a good idea. Batman investigates a mystery spanning centuries. When the world's greatest detective discovers a foe even greater than the Justice League could possibly imagine, will Earth's heroes be ready? Again, this is a limited series. It's a six-issue limited series. Uh, this one, number two, is coming at you for $4.99. Uh, if you've read and enjoyed Dark Knight's Metal number one, you will definitely need to pick this one up. I highly recommend it. Detective Comics from DC, number 964, is out this week. Writer... Uh, James Tinian IV, artist Carmen Nunez Carnero, cover artist Eddie Barrows, dystopia, anarchy has shown spoiler, the world he's built beneath Gotham City, which he plans to bring into the light. 32 pages, this one is at you for $2.99, Detective Comics has been a solid read from the get-go, pick it up. The Flash, number 30, so... Remember the the issue I just reviewed earlier, issue 29, number 30, coming at you right here, written by Josh Williamson, artist Neil George, Bloodwork, part one. Barry Allen's personal life is in shambles. His new negative flash powers aren't working properly, and someone has been tampering with evidence at the Central City Police Department. The Flash is not having a good day, and it's going to get worse when he comes face-to-face with blood work a terrifying new villain with secret ties to barry allen well i guess he lives in this issue so my whole thing about him dying well he could because this could be his last issue i said pick up issue 30 because this could be barry allen's last issue alive and meeting someone like with a name with blood work this is a possible first appearance as well people pick up the flash number 30 it's coming at you for 299 Justice League of America. Yes, the title I dropped, I'm going to review and kind of recommend it because I'm trying to find something for you to read, right? Again, everything I read may not be what you like, so there might be listeners out there, you know, all three of you who will find this enticing. So Justice League of America, number 14, written by Steve Orlando, artist Ivan Reyes, Crisis in the Microverse. Yep, this storyline is still going on. Part three, the search for Ray Palmer continues as atomic lightning threatens to tear apart the microverse. The JLA's only hope of survival lies deep within the sentient planet, Mazga, where only an atom can travel. Can young Ryan Cho accomplish what his mentor could not and persuade a cosmic consciousness to save reality? You will find out if you pick up Justice League of America number 14 for $2.99. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, well, actually, I take that back. I'm not moving on. This is still DC Comics. Uh, this is something for your children. Uh, or, you know, someone younger than me, and I'm 39. Uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Number 85, written by Derek Fridolfs, artist Walter Carzon. You know Scooby-Doo, right? If you're listening to this show, you know who Scooby-Doo is. Well, if you have children, or if you're just a fan of Scooby-Doo, huh? Shreggy? Pick this issue up. See how it is. I actually hear it's pretty good. Paranormal is par for the course when a night of miniature golf turns into a Boogie of booze as Mystery Inc. is threatened by a ghoulish gator. Can they stop this croc from creeping the course or will they be handicapped with fear? Find out in issue 85 for $2.99. Teen Titans number 12 is also released this week and this has got a metal tie-in. Written by Ben Percy, art by Mirka Andolfo, a Dark Knight's metal tie-in, Gotham Resistance Part 1. The fight for Gotham City's soul starts here. Jeez, everything's so dark with Gotham, I swear. When Robin receives a distress call from Nightwing, urging him to return home, and this is Damien Robin, by the way, he discovers that Gotham City has been transformed into a mosaic of monsters, magic, and doom. 
Trapped inside the Riddler's deadly maze with nowhere to turn, Robin soon assembles an unlikely team of hometown heroes including Batgirl, Harley Quinn, Killer Croc, Black Canary, and Green Arrow. That's pretty cool. To find the missing Nightwing and save their city. Find out what Teen Titans is all about. Number 12 is coming out this week for $3.99. Moving on to Image. This one is for mature readers. Black Science, number 31, written by the awesome Rick Remender. Artist by Matteo Scalera. New story arc. Here we go. Extinction is the rule, part one. <coughs> Excuse me. Of four, reunited in the face of incalculable incalculable chaos our dimensionots dive back into a one-way mission to the center of all existence it's time for scientific anarchy to save the day yo or spell doom for all creation one of those kinds of things uh black science 399 issue 31 is out this week uh also from image so this one i bear with me folks um Again, I know I only have like maybe three people who listen to the show, but bear with me, you three. Uh, I, I have a little cold. I got I, I'm, I'm kind of sick right now. So I, got, I need to take a drink. And normally, I, this is where I would have a dramatic pause and just kind of edit this out, but my editor is also sick. So he's probably just going to have to deal with it. So hang on one second. I'm going to take a quick drink. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's better. All right. Um, from Image, a brand new series coming out. It's called Realm Number no. 1, again, for mature readers. Written by Seth Peck, art by Jeremy Hahn. This is a new series. Fifteen years ago, our world was overrun by creatures of myth, orcs, dragons, and other nameless horrors threw the entire planet into total chaos. Today, the shattered remnants of civilization must fight just to survive in a deadly new era of violence and mayhem. While a powerful sorcerer marshals his forces, a group of warriors embark on a journey to reclaim our world from the growing darkness. An all-new post-apocalyptic high-fantasy adventure series from co-creators Seth M. Peck of the X-Men and Jeremy Hahn, the beauty, featuring colors by Nick Flaherty and letters by Thomas Maurer. This is a new series. looks enticing. I'll probably give it a flip through. Um, but it sounds pretty good and it's only coming at you for $3.99. Uh, let's see if that's something you'll pick up. If you do, let me know. Also from Image, Young Blood. Yes, the title I'm reading, title I never read an issue from back in the 90s, but I'm reading it now. Young Blood number five comes out, written by Chad Bowers, artist Jim Toe, Reborn Part 5 of 6. It's the beginning again. It's the beginning again. Oh boy, that's a tough word. That's a tough word. You try saying it on a mic and let me know how you do, okay? It's the beginning of the end for the all new Young Blood as Vogue and Delante face holy cow, face off against the masterminds responsible for help. And when Bad Rock's machinations, holy cow, when Bad Rock's creations finally catch up to him, just so you know, it actually says machinations. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I literally took the time to substitute that word out and said creations. Again, my show. You got a problem with it? Let me hear you about let me hear about it. Because you're not gonna tell me about it. Cause no one listens to this show. Anyway, and when Bad Rock's creations finally catch up to him in the form of a ticked off president diehard, and I actually substitute the word they used because this is I try to keep this family friendly. So a ticked off president diehard shaft steps in to save his former teammate oh 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 but which one young blood number five is out this week for 3.99 i i really do enjoy this title as well uh it's i don't know what it's doing to me it's it's not rekindling anything because i never read the first series but i am enjoying it so check this out all right get ready for barrage of marvel books um, they all look good. And when I say Marvel, that also includes Star Wars, right? All right. All right. First off, all new Wolverine, number 24, written by Tom Taylor and art by Leonard Kirk. One small step for man, one giant step for Wolverine. On an alien world in uncharted space, Wolverine and the Guardians of the Galaxy continue their battle against waves and waves of brood. And with Gabby 
taken by the brood colony, Wolverine is going to have to fight tooth and claw to save her little sister. And what secret about the Kinney virus does the strange planet hold? Hmm, interesting. All new Wolverine 24 is coming at you for $3.99. Amazing Spider-Man, number 32, written by Dan Slott. Artist Artist is Greg Smallwood. Cover artist, and this one is very slick. Check out the cover art of this, done, of course, by... Alex Ross. Very short description here, but you'll get the gist of it just from this description. Norman Osborn's goblin free battle with Spidey didn't go the way he hoped. Awesome cover with a goblin unmasking himself with Spider-Man, Spider-Man's hands reaching at him. Uh, check this out. This actually looks really, really good and fun. This one is $3.99, Amazing Spider-Man number 32. Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme, number 12, written by Robbie Thompson, art by Nathan Stockman. It's time for the Sorcerers to go home. With their original mission finally complete, Doctor Strange must figure out a way to send everyone back to their original timelines. Good luck, Doctor. Spoiler alert, not everyone will make it home. Well, son of a gun. Well, you can see who doesn't make it home for $3.99. Hulk. Number 10, written by Mirko Tamaki, art by Julian Lopez. Jen Walters used to fight for justice in the courtroom, and I am a fan of the She-Hulk. And I have read those her series when she fought battles in the court, courtroom, and she did a really good job on it. She really, really did it. She really, 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 really did. And uh, they were fun and uh, great titles. This is different. All right? This is different. Number 10 of Hulk is different. used to fight for justice in the courtroom as a lawyer and outside of it as the superhero known as She-Hulk. But after the events of Civil War, Jen's Hulk persona has changed, seemingly putting the superhero part of her life out of reach. Check it out, Hulk number 10 for three ninety nine. Ms. Marvel number 22 is out this week by written by Willow Wilson art by Marco Fela Fela <laughs> uh, something sinister has turned every citizen of Jersey City against Ms. Marvel well that's terrible worse still well it gets worse Becky St. Jude aka Lockdown has made it her personal mission to take end JC's greatest defender with Becky's New sidekick's intimate knowledge of Ms. Marvel's moves, it's Kamala Khan's life that hangs in the balance. And, of course, the cover shows Kamala hanging on a ledge, hanging for her life. Three ninety nine. Ms. Marvel's number 22 comes out. Check it out. She's always a fun read. Old Man Logan, number 28, comes out this week as well. Written by Ed Brisson. Artist, artist, by, artist is Mike Deodato. Whew. Tough words this week. Old Man Logan and Hawkeye together again for the first time. Clint Barton joins Logan on his mission to stop the Maestro. Right there, people. Right there. Pick this issue up. But with Maestro's plan reaching Phase 2, they might be too late to stop the Annihilation. And what is Cambria really up to? I mean, honestly. Old Man Logan coming at you, number 28 for $3.99. Runaways, number one is out this week. I was a huge fan of Runaways, the first series. I read that entire thing the moment it came out. It was fantabulous. I loved it. Um, and now they're kind of going to try to rekindle that because there's a TV show coming out as well, of course. So they're trying to cash in. But hey. Runaways number one comes out, written by Rainbow Rowell, artist Chris Anka. Get ready to run! The quote-unquote it book of the early 2000s with the original cast is back. Nico, Carolina, Molly, Chase, Old Lace, and could it be Gert? Huh? The heart of the Runaways died years ago, but you won't believe how she returns. I, I don't believe it! Uh, superstar author Rainbow Rowell from Eleanor and Park and Carry On makes her Marvel debut with fan favorite artist Chris Anka from the all new X Men and Captain Marvel. That's pretty awesome. In the series that will shock you and break your heart. God dang it. I don't like crying. Uh, the Runaways number one. You got to check this out. Um, I think I will as well for $3.99. That comes out this week. 
Secret Empire Omega. Number one. Writer, Nick Spencer. Artist, Andrea Sorrentino. Secret Empire Aftermath. Hydra has fallen, but the world is still not secure. As the heroes of the Marvel Universe stir from the wreckage of the battlefield, the inevitable rebuilding must begin. However, one question hangs in the air over the proceedings. Uh, what redemption can there be for Steve Rogers, Captain America? Find out in Secret Empire Omega number one for three ninety nine. Okay, uh, Star Wars number thirty six, written by yes, the most awesome writer of all time, Jason Aaron, and art by Salvador Larroca. The Empire has held three PO captive far too long. There's no way they are prepared to deal with this rescue. That's right. R2 is ready to take action. R2, front and center on the cover of this one. This is coming at you for $3.99. Star Wars has been fantastic from issue one. Get get it and check out issue 36. Star Wars, Dr. Af- Dr. Afra, uh, number 12 is out this week as well. Written by Kieran Gell- Gillen. Kieran Gellin, sorry, artist by Kev Walker. <coughs> Stupid cold. Um, here's a check this description out. I'm gonna I need to take a water for this one. Hang on a second, because it's so long. Hang on one second. Woo, that was good. Alright, ready? Do- Star Wars Dr. Afro number 12. Vader is back. Boom! Drop the mic. I'm not gonna drop this mic because it cost over hundred dollars. But you can check this out for $3.99. Um Vader anywhere. Vader appears. You got to check it out. You got to check this one out as well. Uncanny Avengers rounding this new comic books coming out this week. Uh, ending it with Uncanny Avengers number 27. Written by Jim Zub. Artist Sean Isaacsy. Uh, another long description here. Ready? It's hard to take a stand when the world keeps spinning. Uh $3.99, Uncanny Avengers, number 27 is out this week. There you go, folks. Now, I covered the gamut. You got mature readers, you got DC icons, you got wonderful Marvel superheroes, you got Scooby-Doo and Shraggy, you got all these things. None of them fit your profile? Are you kidding me? One of them does. Don't be embarrassed. Go out and get find a comic book. It's good for you. It's reading for crying out loud. Take your kids if you have kids. And if you're an adult, go in there. Because I guarantee you, you're going to find something. And if you don't know what to look for, ask the people who work there. Or ask the people who are there shopping. If you see me, ask me. I'll tell you what, I'll, what I'd recommend as well. Because I know you're not listening to the show. If you listen to the show, you'd get a good sense of what to buy each week coming out. But if you don't, well, that's a problem, right? So if you see me in the shop, I go to Lost World of Wonders. Subscribe. Previews. That's the thing, right? So subscribe to previews once you find your book. You'll get a discount with your comic shop. I guarantee it. Uh, you do have, There's probably rules that apply. But you'll get a discount. You'll enjoy it. They'll pull the books for you. So if you can't make it on a new comic book Wednesday, you can always they'll hold the books for you. And then you can pick them up at your leisure as long as you pick them up. That's what kills comic book shops is subscribers who order, order, order all these books. And they never pick up their books. So if you order, pick them up. Find your comic book out there, and for God's sakes, let me know what you are reading. Please, anything. I'll take it. No one has commented. Be the first. Be the first, okay? Um, anyway, have fun. Go to your local shop. Find a book that is just for you. All right, taking back the title of Comic Complex for me, I am returning to the well again with Thor, God of Thunder. Uh, Shout out to my cousin Dom who told me to read this thing years ago. And I spent probably just as many years trying to get get it from issue number one to its current uh, issue. And I did, uh, but I still didn't read it. I am enjoying the heck out of this book again. You heard me declare it earlier. It's written by Jason Aaron. So the issues that I just read with uh, 
for this comic complex are issues 19 through 24. Yeah, I'm still that far behind, but these stories are these these stories are epic. Okay, these are awesome stories. You remember the God Butcher story arc, right? Um, and then you got the Dark Elf storyline as well. Well, this one is phenomenal. And I argue... See, I don't even know what to say. I'm going to say it. And people can disagree with me. I hope you do. That means someone will actually listen to the show and comment against me. But hey, there's two parts of the story going on in this storyline. And it's called The Last Days of Midgard. And the first tale... There's simulcast, right? So they're go, they're both, both, they're both story arcs are happening in the same issue for this entire min, for the start for this entire story called the Last Days of Midgard. You have present day Thor, and he's taking on a company called Roxxon, and they're pretty much uh, uh, destroying the 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 city where he is, um, and just you know, they're taking all of his stuff and wreaking havoc, right? But they're doing it corporately. So uh, Thor's facing a legal battle, right? How does Thor fight the law? Well, there's jokes in there about the She-Hulk, right? We commented about the She-Hulk, how she was a fantastic lawyer, and she still is. Um, and the, the the issues that I read with her, she's that's how she won, man. She went in there, and she fought the law, and she beat the law, right? She found a way to beat it. Anyway, um, a couple of jokes in there with that, with that and uh, also with uh, Matt Murdock as well. Um, representing Thor in this thing, but Thor was like, you know, a couple couple panels of Thor looking shocked. <laughs> it was kind of dumb in a cool way. Um, look at whoa, how do I how do I fight this guy? He's, I'm not being sued, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, so it, the issue gets better because you you find out that uh, the main uh, person running that company is uh, Minotaur, and he's someone you can change from a corporate guy to this literally. Uh, probably eight foot uh, minotaur creature maybe 10 foot minotaur creature so cool creature as well um you know they're gonna he's gonna lock up with thor at some point in the story and he does but making it even better is uh the alliance that the minotaur uh, brings in and um this is who i thought this character was during the dark elf storyline that we read before because he they uh, i'm sorry the uh thor's team had a had a troll in it i thought it was ulick well um, <clears throat> the Minotaur actually brings in Ulick in this issue, and Ulick is I like I like big villains, right? You told me to talk about Calabac a while ago because he's just a big, massive thing of muscle, of nature, force, just kind of going crazy, right? Um, Ulick is the same thing; he's just a big, tr- big troll, and I know I want to see him throw down with Thor. Um, Making the havoc worse is he brings uh, basically a ton of trolls, and um, the agent Thor is uh, smitten with <laughs> uh, has some good moments too, and she takes out some trolls with a highest caliber gun or a highest caliber bullet that her gun can carry, and takes out trolls. And she's like saying over the phone or over her comm, saying, "I've never killed anyone before, and I'm killing all these trolls for the first time." So a little bit of a hard thing to deal with with uh, with her. I'm anxious to see where that goes. Uh, if they play that any further, but uh, he, it's Jason Aaron. They, he, she, he noted it for a reason. Anyway, um, Jade Foster's in this story as well. Uh, it, Thor overcomes, right, uh, for the most part. Uh, it's kind of a lackluster victory for him, but uh, it's it's a victory nonetheless, I guess. So there's that storyline going, right? The one that I was wanting to read was the other tale happening at the same time in these issues. So as good as that one was, I was waiting for them to return to this story. And it's future Thor. The old Thor, right? So in the God Butcher storyline, it was young Thor, present day Thor, and the old Thor um, joining forces to take out the God Butcher. Well, they return. And that's why I'm liking this this series so well is because they keep revisiting these versions of Thor. I did not know that. I hope this is a trait that they continue on because there's a ton of great stories that they can tell if this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? Well, they show old Thor with his daughters. Oh, shoot. Granddaughters. Granddaughters, I believe. And um, he's returning to Midgard 
and it's Midgard at this point. Midgard is Earth, in case you don't know. Um, he's returning to Midgard. It's it's like a barren wasteland. It's there's it's like I don't want to say desert because desert I, people always think sand. It's just a wasteland. It's a dry wasteland now. There's nothing left to it. Um, and the granddaughters are always asking us, "Why are you returning here? It's just a mud mud ball. It's it's there's nothing left to it." And uh, to Thor, it's it it was uh his home. It's what made Thor Thor, I guess. Midgard, right? His passion and love for Midgard. Well, <laughs> at the end of the first issue, uh, Midgard gets another visitor, and the visitor is <laughs> the visitor is Galactus, the devourer of worlds, the eater of worlds, Galactus people. And guess what? He's not there for tea. He's there. <laughs> To finally devour Midgard. I say finally because he's been thwarted by numerous heroes in the past. Every time he goes to try to devour Earth or Midgard, something happens. They get him to take out another planet, right? There's no one left to defend Midgard anymore. So this is actually a pretty succulent dish for Galactus. And he makes the known that I've been waiting to devour this planet. Well, now... There's no one left to uh, protect it, so is is on. I'm gonna devour this sucker, except for Thor. And is Thor a shell of what he was? I don't know. It's arguable, but uh, ever since the God Butcher fight, he's kind of reinvigorated himself, right? So Thor makes his last stand, and that is the story, in my opinion, that is very, very much worth the read in the storyline of the last days of Midgard. There are awesome moments, and I'm not even going to go into detail with them because uh, I want you guys to read this. But he takes on he takes on Galactus. And they exchange blows. Galactus is... Uh, <laughs> he's not holding back anything because he wants Midgard. Thor is not holding back anything because he wants to save Midgard. It is a colossal... Fight, I swear to you, you must read this. It's Galactus versus Thor. What makes it even better is what Thor does to turn the tide in his favor. You must read this. The weapon of choice that Thor gets to overcome Galactus surprises Galactus himself. The way Galactus is looking towards the end of the series as well, because there is a noticeable difference, believe me. You got to see it. They are war-torn. They are battered. They are pulverized, Thor and Galactus. Also, an un. Also, uh, I was going to say unlikely, but uh, well, I'll say it. An unlikely group tries to help Thor as well to kind of give him the time he needs to regroup and recuperate himself because this is Galactus, and he 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 messed Thor up big time. Thor got in some good punches, though, as well. Uh, some good blows, I should say. But again, they tie back to an earlier storyline in the series. Thor finds a way to turn the t- turn the tables on Galactus. But I'm going to leave you with this. Is it enough? Is it enough? I'm not going to tell you if it's enough or not. I will say the ending was fantastic. And you have to read this. I thank you, Dom, for forcing me to read this title. <laughs> My fault for not doing it earlier. But Comic Complex winner for this week is, again, Thor, God of Thunder. And the way it's going, I'm going to be returning to this thing again. Galactus versus Thor. Nuff said.
All right, that wraps up another show for Comic Complex. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time to uh, download us and listen to us on your favorite pod on your favorite podcasting app. Um, you can hear us on SoundCloud. Uh, you can hear us on iTunes. Uh, you just look up Icebox, one word, Icebox, and that's the uh, founding podcast of uh, Inspired Creations HOM. So you'll find us under there, and if you uh, subscribe, you'll get all of our Icebox podcasts as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, of course, uh, all the podcasts uh, called Comic Complex as well. So find us out on there. Um, I use a, uh, an app called Beyond Pod, and we are streaming on that as well. So whatever you find it or whatever podcast app you use, you'll find us under Icebox. Uh, for some other awesome stuff that we do, uh, you can find us out on uh, YouTube. Our channel is uh, Icebox Cast, so two words, Icebox, then Cast. Uh, subscribe there, too, and you'll see our show called Revelations, where we reveal to you weekly items we buy uh, for the week. Uh, you'll usually always find comic books that we've been buying. We have been buying uh, fun stuff like uh, Hot Wheels and Hero Clicks and Mystery Box Reveals, Pokemon, uh, video games even. Uh, we had one week featuring a Voltron cup from Denny's. Fun stuff. Uh, that, again, is family-friendly. Uh, you can reach us out on Twitter. Tweet us at IceboxCast. Um, it's probably the best way to communicate with us. You'll see all of our links to all the shows we do and creations we do and just general thoughts. But, uh, yeah, definitely tweet us and follow us on there as well. Snapchat and Instagram. You can find us as IceboxCast, all one word. Snapchat, we usually uh, preview some uh, images of the comic books we're reading, a lot of the stuff we create on the site as well. And just kind of geeky stuff in general. Instagram, same exact thing. You'll see all the comic books, all the creations we do, um, and geeky fun stuff as well. Uh, we love it. Uh, check us out on there. That's uh, Snapchat and Instagram. You can find us as IceboxCast. The best place to find us where you'll find everything that we do. Everything. All the creations we do, the artwork we do, um, cakes uh, that my queen, the queen booker does as well. Um Links to these shows, links to our YouTube shows on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, I'm sorry. Uh, again, you can tweet us. If you're not on tweet us or if you're not on Twitter, uh, you can just uh, subscribe to us directly on our YouTube and uh, your podcasting app. But if you are on Facebook, that's what you got to do. Like us, follow us. Inspired Creations H-O-M is where you'll find us. Again, Facebook as Inspired Creations H-O-M. All of our goodness is on there. Podcasts, artwork, made-to-order t-shirts, made-to-order decals, made-to-order perler bead creations, made-to-order artwork that we do. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You'll see all of our fun stuff on there. When you like it, share it because you'll see all the new stuff that we're creating and uh, share it to someone else to see what they see if they'll like it as well and maybe even want some of this stuff. Um, again, it's all made-to-order. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and we're, we're, we're really loving it. And, uh, we're, we're all a part of it. It's a family thing that we're doing and, um, it's a chance to create. So, uh, again, I want to say thank you, uh, for listening to us, uh, follow us on Facebook as, uh, inspired creations, H O M. I do honestly appreciate every time you listen to this show, every time you like one of our pictures, everything, any, every interaction that you guys do, I appreciate, uh, very much. And I'd like to hear more from you. We're still trying to get our uh, feet under us on all these things, and we're still learning, and we'll improve as we go along. Um, but I want to say, I want to say thank you to all the people who have been with us since the beginning. I love you, appreciate it. Remember, have fun, live. Don't take any days for granted. Please say I love you to that special someone out there. Every day's a gift. Enjoy it, people, and we are going to have some fun with each other as well. This is Comic Complex, and I bid you adieu.